In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It's the real stories behind success. This is episode number 50. Excited. Big, big show today with Brad Weimer. He's a mountain climber. He's an adventurer, an entrepreneur at heart, all around good guy. And uh, Brad developed his entrepreneurial and marketing spirit from really rich life experiences. We're going to talk about that. Some cool events that he's got coming up. Just a Somebody, once you get to know his energy and you feel his vibe, you understand that you're on a totally different wavelength when Brad is in the room. He's got a sound basis in sales and entrepreneurship. Brad founded Easy Pay Direct way back in the good old days, right? 2009, a payment gateway that has helped so many people, including us, to really take our businesses and to manage a lot of the load. We're going to talk about that today, not bad load, a good load. He's been touted as one of the most critical tools in the market to facilitate high-level e-commerce. Please welcome to the show, Brad Weimert. Thanks, Tony. It's always good hanging out. Hey, man, you're so cool. You're even up on my wall. That's how much I love this guy. I like it. I like it. So uh, welcome to the show. One question I've got for you. It really sets a tone as we get up to the top of Success Mountain. You know, I don't think everybody can stay at the top of Success Mountain, but I believe everybody can get to the top of it. What is your definition of success? I knew you were going to ask this and I, I, I still don't know. I think that my definition of success has, uh, has changed a lot over time. I think that when I was through my 20s and when I was much younger, it was just winning. And I think that in simplest form, that's how I looked at it. Um, and I think now for me, success is constant growth. I think that if I'm constantly progressing and growing, I feel like I'm successful. I like that. So I'm going to put that down. What I think I'm going to step with today is growth, but also being constantly challenged in a positive Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Maybe even in some negative ways so that at least you know what you do like and what you don't like. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Really? Blue. Yep. Way back when? Are you a product of the 70s, 80s, or 90s? I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 80s. All right. Do you remember kind of your looking back now at your life in the 80s, like one song that you can relate to, like from the 80s? You're like, I'm holding on to it, man. This is my classic. (laughs) I mean, that I can relate to. I remember dancing to Bobby Brown in It's My Prerogative. Yeah. Is that Bobby Brown? Yeah. Yeah. It's my prerogative. I'm going to do what I want to do. No, that's cool because that goes with growth, right? If you're going to do what you're going to do, you're going to have to do some stuff your way and probably piss off, not intentionally needing to, but you're going to probably piss off some people because you're going to do things different. And not everybody around you, not saying haters, but just people, why is he doing that? Why is his hair the way it is? Why is everything shaved, but he got this little strip down the middle of his head? Why? Like, he's a grown (laughs) man. Like, why? My prerogative, like, screw you. That's what I want, right? Yeah. Do you relate to any of that? You know, that's something that I'm trying more and more to get comfortable with as I get older is, and the hair helps, by the way, because that is, I have heard those words specifically on more than one occasion. But yeah, you know, I, there's a part of me that wants to be liked and be well received that prevents me from doing that sometime. And so I try to come up with some exercises to do things to make myself uncomfortable Mm. purely for that reason so that I can get more comfortable in my skin later. When you were growing up, teens into high school, college, were you an athlete? 
Uh, I grew up playing a lot of sports. I grew up as an athlete and I had a swift departure into a different area when I was in high school. People ask me if I played any sports in high school and frequently my response is that I lettered in blunt rolling, Mm. uh, which usually gets that response. And sometimes it clicks with people, sometimes it doesn't. I smoked a lot of pot in high school. I saw Elon Musk the other day. He was on a nice (laughs) interview with Rogan. I mean, that was great. (laughs) Unreal. How the world perceives it, but I live here in Colorado and it's a very common thing. Yeah, what did you totally. Think about that when you heard about Musk rolling a blunt, or at least smoking a blunt, let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, my initial thought was laughter, and then, well, that was stupid, and then, oh wait, this is probably a strategic play of his to. And I found out later that there's considerations to buy back the company and take a private, and this would be a pretty smart way to devalue the stock and make it cheaper to buy back. I think the shares that he was looking at was four twenty. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so hope you so. were a you were a guy in high school that there was a sport called blunt rolling and you got first place and you medaled right. for it, right? For damn sure. And then did you have a period of time where that was causing problems in your life? Yeah. I got into sales when I was 18 and it became more important than anything else to me. Winning. Just and it really the money was certainly a part of the motivation, but really it was that I had to beat everybody. And what I found was I would smoke and I was smoking at the time several times a day, but I would smoke and it got in the way of my performance. And so it just, it was a non-discussion. It was, we're not talking about it. I'm just doing it less and then ultimately not because I wanted to keep performing at a higher level. Wow. Because anytime I've ever smoked weed, I wasn't performing. I was more like, dude, <laughs> you order PG yet, bro? Come on, man. You got anything in the, the cupboard I can eat? Like, that's usually what we did for me. Yeah. It was weed for you. Has it ever been something that like leveled you up in your mind, like took you to the next level in your mind, but like you were saying, your performance wasn't equaling the result maybe you wanted? Yeah. I think that there was a time when I felt more creative with it. And I, for about five years in my early 20s, I had a radio show. And I was an underground hip-hop DJ and I spun records. And I felt like I was really connected to the music when I was smoking. I also felt like I had a little bit of a disability trying to spin records when I was high, but I definitely was connected to the music and uh, did a little bit of production through that as well. And yeah, no question there. What was your DJ name back then? <laughs> Mr. Avista was my DJ name. Can I hear a little intro using your DJ name? Come on, I want to hear it. <laughs> No, but you can probably find me online somewhere for that. I love that. I love that. No, one of my favorite things ever was playing music and being on the radio, right? My first song way back in 1984 was Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Round, Round Like a Record. Love it. That's why I'm like, hey, one DJ talking to another DJ. And uh, it takes a lot to be able to do that, to be able to spin and not mess up somebody's vibe. So now we're a young guy. We're in our 20s. We break into the sales industry. We're seeing ourselves become successful. When do you make a decision to kind of say, hey, let's put down the weed and let's focus on this, on making money? Um, you know, I mean, really, it was competitive sales. So it was through, I grew up in with Vector Marketing and Cutco Cutlery. And it's funny because the core, there was a year when I was the number one rep in the company. And there are about 30,000 kids recruited a year for this. So a lot of competition, most of which, by the way, like most sales organizations, don't do anything. But the core of the people that I ended up meeting through that company have all gone on to do really fun, crazy things and have been a really, really, really positive influence in my world. So I attribute their sales training and their process quite a bit to 
any success that I've had. That was the period of my life where it refocused me on, okay, wait, so if I just do more, I get more and I can be more and accomplish more. And it's all based on how much I put into it. And that concept, you know, you can hear something a hundred times, but the hundred and first, it matters, it impacts you, or you hear it in a certain environment or a certain time in your life and it's really powerful. That was the time is all of a sudden I had full ownership of my world and who I was and I was able to just run. Mm. It's so powerful when you say it in the context of, you know, I, I've heard it so many times, but this one time it hit me. It really resonated, right? Like, and I, I came in this morning from, I got a pumpkin spice latte, right? It's probably not good for me. However, there's something magic that happens when I go to Starbucks and they always have this magic word after you buy one thing, they really slightly entice you to buy something else. Yeah. But today it really clicked. And then today I came in and I talked to my sales team. I'm like, so what is the one thing that we do? We're in the business of fulfillment. Uh Uh-huh. But we're selling something. We're selling ourselves every time we pick up the phone. Mm. Okay. I get that. But what are we really, really doing is we're helping to tell people we're going to give them freedom by taking all of that stress off of their plate. Right? Yeah. So let's talk for just a quick, quick moment because I'm going to tie all this really perfectly back together. What does Easy Pay Direct do? Oh, ooh, no. <laughs> what a good question. I mean, the see, now you make me want to answer it like you just did. Ultimately, we help people accept credit cards online. So that's the baseline, what we do. We work with mid-market e-commerce companies between usually 1 and 50 million to help them manage risk and reduce costs through payments. I love it. And so here's what I came in this morning and talked a little bit about with my team. I said, so if that's our job, right? So we're always selling, right? I call it abs. Always be sharing, always be selling, and ABC, mm-hmm. always be closing. Like if you remember that in sales, like I'm sure Cutco and everything that you learn can teach you a lot of cool things. And you got to kind of adapt them to make them work for you. The lingo, like I remember when I was in network marketing, Eric Worre had like his seven-step process for inviting a prospect to attend a meeting or an event, right? And it always worked every single time. It was like the perfect thing. Like it never failed because I basically just asked you a poignant question, got your answer, and then I double-checked that you said that's what you wanted. And then I just said, okay, great. I'll talk to you then. At the time you said, no problem. Have a great day, right? And it just works. What is something that you've found in your business that has helped you besides looking like a total badass and that I don't think there's anything that I've ever seen you not live up to as a challenge, right? From doing stuff with Jesse Itzler and Ed O'Keefe to saying, hey, I'm going to go to this event because this event is going to challenge me. Or Tony, I won't go to your event as much as I love you. I'm not going to get on a plane because it totally takes me away from my mission of what I want to do with my life. So what is something that has just been the ultimate challenge for you that you've figured out in your journey in your life that is like not something you've achieved, but it's challenging you every single day to move closer towards it, that you just feel like you're being pulled or called to go in that direction. Is there something that exists for you? You know, this is, uh, I'll tell you what popped in my head that short answer is I think that I'm always trying to find that thing that is going to pull me forever, right? That is just going to be this like guiding light in my life. And I, instead, I seem to find things that take me for a short period of time. And what I'm trying to grasp onto is finding happiness through the progress, right? Mm-hmm. It's finding... So I open by saying, I think success is progress. The challenge for me is that I, like most people, am still very goal-driven. And I have latched onto this because it's what has allowed me to be successful so far. Or I feel like that. And I'm trying to get to a place where 
I latch onto the progress and I get happy and excited about the progress and the failures and the opportunities to challenge and grow. What would you so, say if I challenge that thought with there's no place to get, you're exactly where you need to be doing exactly what you said you wanted to be doing in this very moment and you never had to get to the place where you said I need to be somewhere else? What would that yeah. feel like? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I love that idea. Well, and so where my head went was knowing that progress is what I'm aiming for, growth, is I have a little thing for me, a little rule that is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And as such, I always want to do just a little bit more. And so if I'm leaving my house and I left a glass on the counter, put the damn glass in the dishwasher, right? If I'm doing reps at the gym, whatever I'm doing, and one isn't quite right, you know, one, the form wasn't perfect, but I did 10. Well, the form wasn't perfect. Do that one more, right? And those little things, like some of them are stupid, like the glass on the counter, but those habits roll over in all areas of life. So that's the little thing that I try to focus on is do the one extra thing, you know? That's a powerful kind of thought, right? Like, because you want to do better, right? You know better, so do better, right? It's simple. And then just do one extra, right? What a simple philosophy to live life. When you filter invitations to events, do you have a filter that you kind of filter things against for yourself? Like I could say yes to a lot of things because there's endless amounts of opportunity, right? There's yeah. endless amounts of opportunity and not all opportunities that are coming my way are good for me. I got to remind myself that some things I just need to say no to. Do you have a filter today that in your life that works for you? Uh, not a good one. Um, <laughs> not a good one. Cause I have the same struggle as you, man. I'm like, Oh, but these people, I like these people. I want to spend time with people. And you know, you and I are both very relationship forward. Hey, it's about the relationships. Right. And so I'm trying to put more of a filter around, is it in direct alignment with my goals this month, this year? And if it's a business event, is there an ROI that makes sense? Right. And because as for as relationship forward as I am, at the end of the day, if I'm rationalizing marketing spend on it, I need to get an ROI out of it. See, the way I relate to that is, why didn't I listen to you like three years ago? Because I, <laughs> I realize I have done like, and I've struggled. This is like my personal kind of challenge is I want to be everywhere because I have FOMO. That's what my dog has now. He's 10 months old. He's got FOMO, fear of missing out. And I've been having people, really gracious people whisper in my ear and say, it's okay. You don't have to go. Yeah. How do you do when you don't go to an event and you see all your friends like they're having a good time? Do you ever feel like, man, I made a bad decision or just in the moment you're like, no, nope, I made a good decision. I think I struggle with it like anybody else. But I think what you just said is a really beautiful realization and also a little scary is that we all act as if we're strong and in total control and you know make our own decisions and we do. But permission is a huge deal. When somebody you know and respect, or even somebody you don't, gives you permission to not go to the event, somehow that makes it all better. And so I think that one of the things that really helps me is clarity and purpose. Look, I've got this thing that I'm focused on. And ultimately, that's it. And also, you've actually been really good at this. Is I think there was a time when I said, look, I really would like to go to this event, but it's not in direct alignment with what I'm trying to get done right now. And I'm grateful to be around enough good people like you where their response is, even if they give me a little shit first, their response is, I really respect that you're trying to stay focused. Yeah. And that's big. That helps me. Yeah. The focus clarity piece for me has been super strong since I made a shift this year. And I want to talk to you about some of your routines because every time I flip on social media, 
if I don't get my Brad fix, I got to go find you because you're somewhere lurking around <laughs> the world, somewhere in Austin or somebody uh, knows where you're at. And you've got just this really cool mindset. Maybe if it's always do one more, or you know, you could do better or, hey, like it's help another customer successfully launch on easy pay or if it's playing with your dog or going to the gym or doing something that's challenging. I want to know a little bit about your routine because we're walking up Success Mountain and I already know your pace of life. This is so slow of a conversation for you. You love to go fast. <laughs> your adrenaline is not even hot enough for you. So one of my things is we're going to try to jump off a cliff today. I actually know that you're going to like it. And through osmosis, which is weird for me to even be saying, I've watched about five or six people this last year. And I said, man, I need to challenge myself. I got on a motorcycle for the first time yesterday, a dirt bike, my buddy's a little 250 that he souped up. Dude, it was freaking exhilarating. I was like on this, the street going, okay, this is dangerous, Tony. Now go put the thing back, get it on a truck, go get on some dirt, but challenge yourself. So I'm going to jump out of an airplane for my birthday, tandem, whatever it may be. I just decided I need to stretch. And every time I've ever seen you, talked to you, been around you, you're coming back from something or doing something that stretches you. And I know for some, that's like, screw that, I ain't doing that. Where did that come from inside of you? And now you said it's always been there, but where did that really come from? Do you remember an event or a day or a time where you were challenged and you said, fuck it, I'm going to go for it and I'm just going to try it. And then you had a breakthrough. And since then, you've always wanted to do that. I'm a very analytical, logical person. Mm. And so one of the hardest things in my life has been establishing a belief without evidence, right? And so I have this whole, and this is a different rabbit hole, but the notion of faith and how much I struggle with that idea because there's no evidence, right? Which is what makes it faith. So the answer is no to that. But what happened was I had these experiences that I think were driven by other things. And really, I think it was sales and getting super competitive and needing to beat people. And just that being the drive, hey, I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. And then afterwards, looking at that and thinking about, okay, well, what did I get out of that? And why did I do it? And what are the common links to other things that I'm doing in my life? And what I realized, what I'm still realizing is over the course of several of these usually physical adventures. So it's somewhere past what I think is my line. When I hit the wall and I'm totally exhausted and I keep pushing and I keep pushing, I find more clarity in the answers that I generate, You know what comes into my own head through that process. And they connect with me in a way that I can't find anywhere else. And so for me, those tend to be physical. I really, I think there's something beautiful about your body being completely run down and still being able to perform and what you can find mentally. But I think for a lot of people, it's not about the physical element. It's just about going past where you normally are and having a realization of, oh man, I thought that I could only do this, but actually, look, I'm doing something totally crazy and different. And for some people, it's a little thing. It's like, oh, I'm, I've never run in my life. And I went out and ran two miles today. That's amazing. Right. And for some people, a run has to be 300 miles for it to be significant to them. But I think for everybody, it's just passing the line. Well, that ties so great into just do one more, right? Like, because you could quit. You know that. No one's looking, right? Yeah. You could totally quit at any given time. You could say, screw it. No one's watching. I'm just going to quit. But what you probably do is begin to realize you're quitting on yourself. Yeah. And you're giving yourself permission to begin to fail. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to deep dive into easy pay. We're going to talk about some of the challenges over the past nine years or so running a company. 
We're going to be talking yeah. about challenges that not only maybe you face, but some of the things that you've learned personally that you've been able to apply professionally into your business. Because we're all met with challenges every single day when we get up. It just, some of us are really good about sweeping them away. Some of them are like magnets and they keep attracting them. And then I think there's you. And I want to, I'm going to dive into something when we come back on the Be Fulfilled show today. This is guest Brad Weimert. And this is episode 50. Why 50 is so big is because it's a breaking point for me. 50 is really cool when you launch something and you go do it. There's numbers that you say, like, if I get to this point, it's going to be cool if I get to this point. But a lot of people don't ever really last doing anything. And I'm just committed to just doing better by one at a time, right? I, I don't put out episode 55 when I still have episode 50 to do. It's like, you got to put one out at a time, one at a time. Reps become easier habits get formed and they're healthier than challenges become steps and obstacles that you just break through. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about growth. We're going to talk about my prerogative. I can't believe you brought up Bobby Brown. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about easy pay direct. And maybe if you're listening today and you're like, merchant accounts, business, what's all this about? Well, before you can decide to go with a company, you got to buy into a company and you got to buy into a belief system that is somebody that you like, value and trust. So then you know, you can do business with them. What we do at Ship Offers is find strategic partners, people who get in alignment with our mission and they're perfect. They line up in our core values. We set out to have integrity, improvement and kindness in the world. And we want to collaborate with people just like that. Because if we do that, then when we say, hey, you should go talk to our friend Brad, it's like really saying, you should talk to my mother or my brother or my friend. And I love them and value them. They'll take good care of you. So what we're going to do is when we come back, we're going to learn more about Brad. We're going to learn about some of the challenges he's got in his business, but also some events that he's got coming up that I think are just amazing. And I want to talk about how you even came to conclude that this place of having this epic event for your business and your life was something that you wanted to just go on an exploration and go decide to go do this. And so we're going to talk more about that with today's guest, Brad Weimer, when we return on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right. We are back with Brad Weimer today from Easy Pay Direct. Cool guy from Austin. He's on my wall. If you ever check out my wall here at shipoffers.com, my wall is something that I use as a guide. So every day when I walk in, I know that I have to show up in such certain way. And Brad said, as we were getting ready today, he's like, you wear the same freaking thing almost every day. Paraphrasing just a little bit. I'm like, I do. I think Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs, and a lot of others have led that for me that I don't have to think in the morning when I get up and go. It's just, I know when I put my clothes on, I know where I'm going. I know what I get to do. Like that's what it is for me. But when I walk in here, I also am reminded of all these people who've entered my life at different seasons and they've inspired me, challenged me, and wanted me to get to that next level because they're encouraging me. And those are the only types of people I want in my life. People who challenge me, encourage me, not put me down. If you talk about me behind my back, awesome. But I encourage you to talk in front of me and talk to me about it because you'll help me to grow. And maybe we'll learn together that there's some things that we can work on. We were just talking a little bit before the break, Brad, about things that are good for you, things that challenge you. Tell me about just an event or two, maybe in the last couple of years, that was something of a challenge for you that really stretched you as a human being. The most recent huge one for me was we have a mutual friend, Ed O'Keefe, who was at this event with me, but Jesse Itzler put on an event. He puts on an event called 29029. And the challenge is to climb a mountain 
enough times that you have climbed the height equivalent of Mount Everest. And so this was a mountain in Vermont, and he challenged people to climb it 17 times. So through a series of fortunate or unfortunate events, I told somebody that I could climb it twice in the same amount of time, and he held me to it. So I, in a 36-hour period, climbed this mountain 34 times in a row with no sleep, just pushing. And the, I mean, I think that in and of itself, that was challenging, but two things made it particularly challenging. One is that I only had a seven-week runway to do this. And seven weeks to train to be exercising for 34 hours straight or 36 hours straight is, by most people's accounts, not enough time. And then the other was that after 24 laps, I was horribly off schedule. So it was taking me about an hour to do each lap. And so by the time I got to lap 24, I only had eight hours left and I had 10 laps left to do. So like, there's no possible way. I mean, mathematically, I can't do 10 laps in eight hours. And I got on a Facebook Live and I was talking about this and I had just this litany of, you know, armchair quarterbacks telling me that I could do it and trying to motivate me. And, and I was like, yeah, 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 that's all nice guys. But this is just math. Like I just, I just can't do it. And I had two people reach out to me, Curtis Christofferson, who is a, who's done some triathlons and an athlete and great guy and Cameron Harold, both of which just left me really powerful voicemails and <laughs> both unique. But Curtis sent me a text that said, hey, you know, if you just did every lap in 30 minutes instead of an hour, you could do all 10. And I remember thinking, what a dick. And I just, I just <laughs> I set the phone down and I kind of glanced at it, put it aside and kept on with my night. But something in me, but it, it stuck inside me. And I thought, okay, well, what if I could? And at the 25th lap up this mountain, I just pushed. And I said, well, let's see how fast I can do this one lap. And keep in mind, I had done 24 hours of exercise. I'm horribly sleep deprived. And I did that lap in 32 minutes and down from 60 minutes the previous lap. And I'm the mind sweating. Is so powerful. The mind is so powerful. Unbelievable. And that's exactly what it is, right? It's just the mind. And I thought, okay, well, I mean, I can't do that nine more times, but maybe I can do it one more. Let's see what I can do this lap. I do the next one in 33 minutes. I'm like, okay. So I do a third in 30 some odd minutes. And I think, man, I am flying. I still don't think I can do 10, but one at a time, right? One at a time. And I knock them all out in about 30 minutes. And by the time I have about three left or four left, I realize that I am going to be able to do it and I'm going to do it. And I am alone by myself and I just break down crying. And I can't, in that moment, I thought of all the times I'd seen an athlete finish, you know, cross the finish line or win a gold medal or something. And I thought, I thought of how ridiculous I thought that was in the moment. Like, what are you crying about? <laughs> what are you doing right now? And so I asked myself that. I was like, why am I crying right now? And the answer that I came up with was, I was really proud of myself. And I didn't, I don't often allow myself to feel that kind of pride. Could you describe that for me? The sensation of pride? Um, I think, you know, in that particular moment, I was convinced that this thing wasn't possible. And I was, I was so far past the line of comfort or what people thought was a good job. You know, everybody I know 
would have been okay with me stopping at any point north of the 17 laps, right? 17 was the goal for everybody else there. And I hit this point where I... Do you know why people would be okay with it? With me stopping? Mm-hmm. I can think of some reasons. Give me a reason because there's something powerful. There's a breakthrough right here for both of us and anybody listening today. There's a huge breakthrough right here. I think that one reason people would be okay with it is because there's the crabs in a bucket mentality. And anything that is past what somebody else has done on some level, it's like, okay, man, okay. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? You proved yourself. You did enough. And in fact, I found out later that there was a fair amount of that talk going around at the event of what's this guy trying to prove? You know? And for me, I, I was trying to prove it to myself. In fact, I had my blinders on. I met so many people on the mountain. There were about 100 people that attempted to do this, half of what I did. And I don't really remember many of the conversations. I remember bits and pieces, but I was so focused on just doing me. I mean, I was down to the minute trying to get this done. And the sense of pride, I think, I think was this sensation of I pushed through a moment when I was at what I saw as totally defeated, as totally down. You know, it was, there was no way I could do this. And I picked up and I did the shit anyway. So you know that one more deal that you've been talking about? Yeah. See, it's always been in you. And well, when push came to shove, from what it sounds like, when push came to shove, your friends were like, dude, you got this. And see, we as entrepreneurs, I can only talk about an entrepreneur. That's all I am, right? We get to the point some days and we just feel like quitting. We just give up. We're like, screw it. No one's going to notice. Like, we'll just do it. I have that same crazy thought when I walk into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and say, well, fuck it. I'll just go have a beer today. No one will know. See, you're being true today. Your integrity level in your life is so much different than that kid, you know, smoking a joint. Like that was his life. Like there was a decision somewhere in your life. And if you could step back through the filter and I don't know that your answers, you only do. There was a moment where something triggered in your life and you said, I want more for myself. Mm. And I want to do better. And I want to get to the point where every single day when I wake up and I live my life, I want to work on that, go home and put the glass in the dishwasher. Or I, hey, you know what? I need to exercise. I want to do better. You know, when I'm challenged with a rep and I could quit, yeah, who cares? There's nobody around. You do. And see, when you care more about yourself than anybody else, not in an ego way, but in a really pride way where you actually care how you look, how you smell, like everything about you, how you do your business, because it all comes back to what you said, that mantra, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're not being challenged, you're out of alignment. And when you're being challenged and you're doing one thing, the next right thing, you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, you're on your soul's purpose. And when you're in your soul's purpose, there is nowhere to get because you're doing exactly what you said you wanted to be doing and you feel alive. Now, maybe I made up all of this shit out of my ass today, but I believe it to be the truest of true is that when you're in alignment, you're in your soul's purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really believe that alignment is the answer for me. And that's a word that I use a lot. In fact, a friend of mine wrote a book, Balance is Bullshit. And I was so... I was so upset when he wrote it because I was like, I really want that title. Like, that's me. That speaks to me so much. You know, I don't want one foot in this and one foot in that so that I can balance. I want to be all the way in with something. And part of that is that if you're all the way in, sometimes you have to let other things, you have to not be in other things at all. And so my goal is to try to find the things that can work together, where I can be a part of different things that give me what I need in my life that work together in alignment. Man, I got to tell you, like, I just, I'm listening to you today. I'm inspired. I don't think there's a challenge out there that you wouldn't give a thought to. It was like, hmm, I can do that. And that's why I love the word impossible. It says I'm yeah. possible. If you really break it apart, it says I'm oh, possible. I like that. 
And you know, the crazy thought is left to my own devices, I'll take myself out every single day. But yet when I met with a challenge and an opportunity to show off just a little bit, I'll rise. And see, mm. there's something inside you right now that's rising. And what I want to do for just the next couple of minutes is really talk about the rise of Easy Pay Direct mm. and the rise of how you've been able to take an idea in 09 and turn it into a business that's thriving, that's helping so many people. I love the inner circles that I run in because you're in there. And mm. a lot of the inner circles that I'm in there is like, do we use Barat? He's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about what Easy Pay Direct is for a, a total newbie, anybody just mm. listening so they get the high level and then we'll give them the street view really, really quick and we'll talk a little bit more. Give me the high level, the above view of what is Easy Pay Direct. On a high level, once you hit a certain point in e-commerce, you run into, there are metrics that you want to track. You want to know your refund rates. You want to know your decline rates. You want to know your chargeback rates if you have them. And you want to control your cost and you want to control risk. And that the risk is getting shut down or having a provider hold your money. All these things happen all the time. So Easy Pay Direct helps people control those metrics as they grow in e-commerce. Okay. When so they're accepting the credit cards. Level view, give me the street level view for an entrepreneur doing seven, eight figures. And what's the idea behind Easy Pay to make them say, hey, maybe this is a better solution for me than what I'm currently doing? Yeah. So of those metrics, well, I'll focus on two. So, and I'll put price aside. Like if we can save you a bunch of money on your rates, great. Yeah. But really it's risk and optimizing the payment. So one is if you're doing any sort of recurring billing, your decline rates, I bet you don't know. And if you do know them, you probably aren't optimizing them in the way that you could be. So optimizing decline rates is a huge deal. You know, if you have, there are people out there that have 20, 30, 40% decline rates, and that's bananas. And you can work on that. And if you recoup 2%, 5%, 10% of that, it's a big deal. And the other big one that you and I both know is really disgustingly prevalent is risk. So having accounts shut down or having a credit card processor hold your money. And so Easy Pay Direct has a variety of different ways that we help mitigate that risk. But the goal is to have more control for the business owner so that they're not at the mercy of a bank just closing their account and then them not being able to accept payments. Now you're based out of Austin. You've been around since 2009. Yeah. Tell me something that you absolutely love about walking into every single day in your business. Just tell me something that you love. Oh man, I love specifically walking to my business. So walking from my place, I think that physical movement is a huge part of my life and it keeps me active. If I drive in, I don't feel the same way. But I like our team. I like the people on the team. You know, We have great people. They're all quirky and strange in their own way. They're all very, very good at what they do. And I love hearing them. So I started listening to sales calls and service calls on the way to the office. And it makes me feel oddly connected to the team because I'm like hanging out with them when they're on their calls. And I love it. So I'll get to the office some days and sometimes I'll listen to one person's calls all the way to the office. And by the time I get there, I feel like we've had an hour of conversation because I've just been hearing them. But no, I think dude, here's the takeaway as we get ready to jump into the fulfillment round. So you can run a cool business. You can have all the great things in your world. But if you don't have a life outside of your business, because so many people get tied up into their business and then they don't explore, they don't grow, they're not being challenged. Because I guarantee you all of those risks and challenges that you've taken personally has helped you professionally to grow. Oh yeah. No question about it. And what I want to say is thank you. Thank you for coming on. You know, I love the whole concept of Be Fulfilled and the real stories behind success you know, we don't talk about it. We only talk about the bright, shiny things, the things that give us, ooh, see that new car, that trip I'm going on, this and that. But I want to do talk about a trip that you got planned mm -hmm. for just badass entrepreneurs and people who want to risk the unusual and get away from the boring and 
try to go out and grow a little bit and hang out with other cool, like-minded individuals. Tell me just a little bit about a big event that's on your radar coming up in the next year. Yeah. So unpluggedfiji.com is a, in a lot of ways, a huge passion project. And ultimately, I the reason I call it that is I've got this huge desire for adventure and I have a desire for adventure and travel because it's a really phenomenal way to connect with people and build relationships. But every time I'm on an adventure or traveling, I feel like I'm pulled away from the office and it is the opposite of alignment. So I was trying to figure out a way to get more aligned with that pursuit and unplugged Fiji. It was a one of several ways to do that. So May 25th, 2019, I have chartered an Airbus 330, which is a pretty big plane. And I am flying 250 established entrepreneurs from LA to Fiji for a five-day event. That's sort of the nutshell. Dude, I got all these fears and I've got all these like, oh my God, this is going to be badass. I can, I can only imagine being like on an island for five days with you, the shit I'm going to get into and how much <laughs> it's going to be. And then I'm scared shitless going, oh my gosh, now I got to commit to going because once I commit to going, I can't let myself down because then I'm letting Brad down because he's the guy who'll do one more when there's no more time. He'll find the time. So now I'm sitting here. <laughs> I got a lot to think about. But Brad, I just got to say, man, thank you for being here today. For being you, being real, you know, from rolling blunts to selling knives with Cutco to deciding to be crazy enough to climb a mountain more than once because you know what? Once isn't enough. You have to try to go harder to running a company to growing every day to saying, you know what? Like, what could I do better? Like, I think you gave such a beautiful explanation of what growth really is. And that's what we set out today in the very beginning when I said, give me your definition of success, right? Yeah, your prerogative, your freedom your alignment all comes from your willingness for growth to take place in your life today. So I just want to say thank you. That's been super cool. Thank you. The last part is you're going to enter the fulfillment round. Before you do that, I want to make sure that I make this clear. So you just brought up adventure and said, hey, if I come to the Unplugged Fiji thing, I'm going to be stuck because Brad is going to make me do things and hold me accountable to do some crazy stuff. That is probably true of you. But I also, what I respect more than the woman that runs 300 miles and goes and pushes her limits that way is the obese person that goes out and runs half a mile and then does it every day for the first week and then pushes it up the second week. Because going from zero to one is so much harder than going from one to 10. It's that initial start. And so to that end, I think that for me, adventure is the big thing. But one of the reasons that I designed Unplugged Fiji the way that, well, that we designed it the way we did is because we didn't want it to just be adventure and crazy people like me and you. We have five tracks. So it's culture, growth, adventure, social, and rejuvenation. So it's an opportunity for people to get outside of what they normally do and do something different in a whole bunch of different ways, whatever that is. Because what growing is for you is not the same as what it is for me. But I really respect that about people. Yeah, I want to read you a line from unpluggedfiji.com. If you're listening today, be inspired, recharge, learn, and connect. Like this is some cool stuff. As an entrepreneur, we're told that we need to take time off. Yet when many of us do, we spend half of our time thinking about work. This is a way to unplug from our day-to-day without losing alignment with the rest of our lives. I think so many of us are afraid of disconnect because once we get disconnected, then we're complacent. And then it takes so many of us, and I know myself (laughs) included, it takes me a lot to get going again. And every single time I've ever gone to... I think live events change lives. I really, really do. I think retreats change lives. I think they cause you to be around like-minded individuals who are doing the exact same thing. 
they're not trying to run from their business. They're trying to see their business differently. So they see the opportunities of growth that are waiting for them. And a lot of that we can't see when we're stuck doing the same thing. And what you're talking about, and what I think I'm working on is the same, which is getting disconnected from the roller coaster, getting off of the roller coaster and getting back into the line where there's anticipation and excitement, friends hanging out, eating food, talking about, oh, you know what the ride's all about? I mean, it goes up and it's down and you know, hang on because you know, once you get on the ride of life, there's very little talking because everybody's screaming, everybody's running is so fast. But when you get in the line, it's where you break bread, where you hang out, where you get to know people at a totally different level. So when you're thinking about Brad and this whole adventure of being on an island, think about what is challenging you inside of your soul when you're listening to unpluggedfiji.com and being chartered on a plane and hanging out with a bunch of amazing human beings? What's pulling you? What's calling you? What's that thing? So if you do nothing more, do this, go to the website and just see the adventure that awaits you see the opportunity that is sitting there and ask yourself one question. This is the only question that I, I would ask. Say, why not? Why not unplug Fiji.com? Like, why not make that today your next, at least one more? Let me go click one more over today and try what Brad just has put together so beautifully. He's not pitching, I'm sharing. And I want to make that really, really clear because I think so many of us think, oh, podcast, a guy's selling, he ain't selling anything, man. He already told you everything you need to know. He gave you the outline on how to grow. I'm giving him the lift, which is, I'd love to meet one of my listeners. I'd love to meet you on the journey. I'd love to see one of you grow today and take a risk because you know what? You get one life and you might as well live it as passionately as possible as you can. And you only get to do that when you decide to grow. And that's why I'm so excited now to take you through the fulfillment round because I'm going to grow today. In the next couple of minutes, Brad, we're going to grow together. So there's no phone a friend. There's no lifelines. There's no tapping out. If you don't know, please make it up. That's my only ask. Um, (laughs) The entire segment is just make it up because you know what? Making it up allows the listener to get to know you a little bit better just knowing that you have a fun sense of humor. All right? Love it. Bring it. (laughs) When someone brings up the idea of swinging to you, like a great night of romantic couples and you get a chance to go out and another couple says, hey, Brad, and you and your friend, would you like to come over to our house? swinging something that is appetizing or something that is not appetizing? (laughs) What a great opening question. Oh, no, it's intriguing. Okay, cool. I was at a great comedy club the other night and the guy's segment was basically about swinging and hooking up. And so when Brad was texting me today, he's like, hey, what are we talking about? I'm like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Or talk about your journey. We can talk about business. He goes, let's go with the first one. So that's where these (laughs) questions are going to come. We're going to dial you all into the first round. All right. So it's intriguing. What's intriguing about it? I think that we have too many societal norms that people are afraid to violate. And I think that people frequently lose themselves in what is actually just social construct. So are we supposed to be monogamous? Are we supposed to eat McDonald's every day? You know, just because society has laid something out does not mean it's the best thing for us to do. So that's a big part of it. And then the other is, you know, sex is great. So, you know what? <laughs> and you know, it's so cool how you answer that. We have free will and we have the ability to choose. Right. And you're not being told one way or the other. You're just in the moment giving yourself the ability to choose. Yeah. Make a rational decision. Don't make a decision based on other people's opinions and, you know, structure that may or may not make any sense. All right. I like that. So you're swinging in Fiji. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we're swinging over to Fiji for a moment. How did you pick that as a destination? That, well, one, it's like the sort of one of the pinnacles of the tropics, right? So in my head, that's always been this amazing remote destination. And fortuitously, a friend of mine 
connected me with this guy who has been doing trips from New Zealand to Fiji, which is very close, for about a decade. And so three years ago, I met him at South by Southwest and had a lunch and this idea spawned. So he's had a ton of experience in Fiji, very connected with the Fijian government, the airlines, et cetera. And I met him three years ago. What is the scariest thing you've ever done besides climb up the mountain, I don't know, 34 times that you didn't think you were going to get accomplished? Scariest thing that I didn't think I was going to get accomplished? Yep. I think, I mean, I actually am terrified of heights. So one of the scariest things that I've ever done is climb some mountains in the Swiss Alps. And I remember being on the lost on the Matterhorn in like a scree field, which is a whole bunch of loose rock and being terrified I was going to fall over the edge. So it wasn't not accomplishing it. It was just dying that I was afraid of. Yeah. And I'm, dude, look, every challenge you take, there's risk, period. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. You know, I was hanging with my boy, Sean Stevenson the other day. And I got to tell you, which I'm just going to say it because I, I get to. In his existence, he had never been able to take a bath by himself. Hmm. Nobody knows, anybody listening, three-foot tall guy. Life in his container, happy guy, loves life passionately. And he went click, click, ordered something on Amazon, which was like a lift to get in and out of the bathtub. You know, just like, and I stayed at his place the other day and I got up in the morning. I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh man, I did it. I go, what? He goes, I took two. I took two (laughs) baths. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like where, how? I didn't even hear. He's like, dude, that's so awesome. And I think that's freedom. Yeah. And without risk, there is no reward. Mm. So what's a big freedom you want to leave the audience with today that may be something that has inspired you on your journey, is something that has helped you to be able to do the one more, the, hey, you know what? There is a little bit of risk, but man, the reward is so much better. Share with the audience one thing today of freedom that you've learned that you could leave them with empowered today. I think that a construct, a framework that I live by is that you find freedom in discipline. And I think that it's something that a lot of people buck and they have a hard time really grasping that idea and they have a hard time with discipline and structure. And they think, oh, you know, I'm a free spirit or, oh, I'm going to do my own thing or no, you know, I can just do it on the fly or freestyle it. But if you can free your own mind of the how-tos i.e. just putting something into automation, right? Having the discipline to just do something, it opens up the ability to do a lot of other things. And so I think the biggest source of flexibility for me has come from discipline. All right. So with discipline comes opportunity, right? Because if you're disciplined, then you can see more opportunity and you can make better choices. Remember, we have that free choice today. So we're choosing to do things that we want and we hang out with people that we want and we we decide to attend events that really move the ROI. Like it's not like we don't want to attend. We're just, we're selective with where we spend our time because we only have so much time, right? And our time has come. And I just want to say thank you for spending it with us today. Thanks for jumping on here and just being you, which is the guy that I, every time I'm around, I'm like, have you seen Brad? I'm like, dude, seriously? Like you could spot Brad out. Like you could spot like a giraffe in the room. Like that guy stands out because he's so cool and everybody wants to hang out with him. So I know when I want to find somebody, I just go find Brad because everybody's around him. So I want to say thank you first and foremost for being on the show, for being just a, a great strategic partner for ship offers. Easy pay direct is phenomenal. Highly recommend if you're interested in learning more about what Brad's up to, check out the show notes. We'll put everything in there today so you can learn more. Vet him just like I did and get to know them just like I did. And I implore you to actually spend time asking around because what you're going to find is what I found. Just a cool guy. Thank you, Brad, for being on the show today. 
Dude, it's always awesome getting time in, man. Hopefully we get some FaceTime sometime soon. Yes, sir. We'll get FaceTime. Okay. Are you available for a call just in a few minutes? All right. Show's got a wrap. My name's Tony Grubmeyer. That is Brad Weimer. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. 